On today's episode of From the Jump, we will talk Antonio Brown's trade to the Oakland Raiders. We'll talk the Los Angeles Lakers shutting down their players. Trouble in Paradise, a.k.a. The Bay. And on today's edition of The Wrap-Up, find out why Zion Williamson should not play in the ACC tournament. Listen up. It's From the Jump. What up? We are streaming live right now, man, in a brand new FTJ Studios. I got my engineer in the building, E. What up, baby? You good? Ah, man, this is, oh my gosh, the NFL looking like the NBA, man. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into. You already know we got to discuss. We got to talk about the Antonio Brown being sent to the Oakland Raiders. You know my Raiders. Ooh. And they say Le'Veon Bell. Ooh. Look, we'll, we'll talk about Antonio Brown. You know we got to talk about the Lakers. My, my boy Zoe shut down for the season. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Is it trouble going on in, in, in the Bay right now? You know, Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, my boy KD got injured last night. Let's get into it, man. It's from the jump. But, of course, starting off today's show, you know, we got to talk about Mr. Big Chest, Mr. Car Guy himself, Mr. Tony Totap, Antonio Brown. Now, of course, we all know over the past week, Antonio Brown, the news that broke around the sports world, Antonio Brown was traded to the Oakland Raiders for a 2019 third-round pick and a 2019 fifth-round pick. Now, I saw everybody jump out the window and say, yes, the players won. Yes, the players got it right this time. The Steelers suck. This is what happens when you... Tr- but relax. But dealing with Antonio Brown, first things first, I think this is a good deal. And I, I, I personally, I think everybody won in this situation. I don't think there was a winner or there was a loser. A lot of people were saying Pittsburgh lost in this situation. They only got a third and a fifth round pick. Again, they drafted him. He was a sixth round draft pick. Again, for him to become what he's become is almost like he did the impossible, if you will. Guys typically don't do that. I mean, we've seen the Tom Brady's. We've seen outliers. But this typically doesn't happen. A six-round pick from Central Michigan. Antonio Brown going to the Oakland Raiders. We'll deal with that first. Again, part of his agreement, it's a $50 million deal. $30 million of it is guaranteed over the next three seasons. And I felt like personally, football players, NFL specifically, should be signing these deals. They should not be signing long-term contracts. It's not necessarily about that $50 million number. You want to look at how much is guaranteed and also how many incentives does he have. But now with this three-year, $30 million contract, again, He's 30 years old. So from 30 to 33, the Oakland Raiders can decide whether or not they want to ultimately keep him long term. Now, when we look at Antonio Brown, again, he's the highest paid receiver in football. So Derek Carr is getting a shiny new toy, a motivated new toy. He getting Tony Totap, Mr. Blue Mustache. What he got blonde in his mustache? He getting a motivated Antonio Brown. Again, he's like he said, he wants a new team, new life, new blood, a new direction. We traded Amari Cooper, got some draft picks in return, and we were able to upgrade and get Antonio Brown. Again, does this make the Oakland Raiders the best team in the AFC West today? No. But they're still in a tough AFC West division conference. Patrick Mahomes led that division last year, basically lost an AFC championship game to Tom Brady. Then you have the Denver Broncos who just made a move for Joe Flacco, and they feel like they have the elite defense. They just needed a quarterback that can fill out that roster. And then you have the L.A. Chargers. Phillip Rivers is going to be there. We saw this team kind of launch themselves back into dominance last year. So, again, is Antonio Brown the move to the Oakland Raiders a good move? Yes. I think it's a hell of a move. I'm excited. I'm lit. They move into Vegas. So, I think that's going to be able to drive ticket sales through the roof. You now have a marquee name on that roster. Again, Derek Carr now has somebody to throw to. Last year, it was just pathetic watching him throw the football to Jordy Nelson. Again, Jared Cook made the Pro Bowl last year. He was the leading receiver for the Oakland Raiders last year, and he was a tight end. So, again, was this a great move for the Oakland Raiders? Absolutely. 
Does this make them a Super Bowl contender? Not today. But now, of course, keeping with the NFL, a lot of free agent moves happening today. Of course, the NFL League is set to open up on the 13th. So, of course, all these moves are still pending until the league opens up on Wednesday. But now, of course, we all know the big moves today. Nick Foles has signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars four years, $88 million. Trey Flowers, former defensive end for the New England Patriots, is signing a five-year, $85 million deal with the Detroit Lions. Who else signed today, E? Let me see, who else? Who else? Quan Alexander, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker, is signing with the San Francisco 49ers four-year, $54 million, with 27 of that semi-guaranteed, if you will. Who else signed today? Of course, as we all know, Antonio Brown was the big signing. The Oakland Raiders also signed Trent Brown today, four years, $66.8 million, with 36.8 of that guaranteed. Again, this is a big move for the Oakland Raiders. Oakland is saying, look, we're rebuilding, but most importantly, we're trying to build a championship team. Danny Amendola, former Miami Dolphin, ex-New England Patriots, signing a one-year $4.5 million deal with the Detroit Lions. Okay, so Matt Patricia gonna just sign all his uh, former New England Patriot players, huh? <laughs> the Oakland Raiders are trading Kalichi Osamel to the New York Jets. And again, the New York Jets filling out that offensive line, getting help for Sam Darnold, being able to run the football. Again, you're seeing a lot of teams right now in the NFL make a lot of different moves. And I know a lot of people are getting caught up in the hype. They're getting caught up in Twitter and social media and the different moves and player mobility. But that isn't what's going on in the NFL, meaning that one player doesn't change the outcome of a team. One player doesn't add four or five wins to a team, as opposed to the NBA, when a guy goes from the Golden State Warriors to the Oklahoma City Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder to the Golden State Warriors, he brings along with him 30 points. He adds value to a team. Antonio Brown going from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Oakland Raiders doesn't add any wins to the Oakland Raiders. Again, he still has to have the ball hike to Derek Carr. Derek Carr still has to call the play. The play has to be ran the right way. Antonio Brown has to run the right route. When we look at the player mobility and we see a lot of player movements going on again, this is good for the NFL. I'm loving it. This happens every year. Landon Collins signed a six-year, $84 million deal with the Washington Redskins, bolstering that defense. Who else signed today? There was somebody else notable that signed today as well. James Jameson Crowder is headed to the New York Jets. Brent Gore is headed to the Buffalo Bills. They also got a tight end for Josh Allen. For the Philadelphia Eagles, them adding Deshaun Jackson. They have deep threat now. They have somebody outside of us, Sean Jeffries, that can make plays. But don't go anywhere. Up next on From the Jump, we'll talk Golden State Warriors. We'll talk Steve Kerr, Kevin Durant's injury. This loss last night to the Phoenix Suns. Of course, we'll talk about the Los Angeles Lakers and their injuries. What this means for the... The end of this season, ultimately, and what this means for the foreseeable future. And on today's edition of the wrap-up, find out why freshman forward Zion Williamson should sit out for the ACC tournament. Stay tuned. It's from the jump. It is. Hey, hey, hey. This is the one. Old Spice Coolie with mint. She's been using it all week. Look. It's almost empty. Yo, that's messed up, bro. My wife and I use this stuff all the time. Oh. <laughs> it smells so good. That's so funny. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm not, I'm not getting any reception. It's a good thing you kept your fire extinguisher up to date. Don't worry about the smoke damage. I can help. What did you do to your kitchen? What did you do to my kitchen? I ain't do nothing. It's easy to, that's not me. 
I can, like, he has a beard just like me, you know, like, I, I mean, the beard is pretty dope, you know, honestly. Are you serious um, right now? That's not me. James, that's you. Yes, sir. Man, we are live right now in the FTJ studios, man. I got my engineer in the building, E, with me. Always bringing the slaps, always bringing the party to the FTJ studios, man, to the FTJ podcast. And we are now currently streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, where else we at, E? Wherever, wherever we are, wherever you listen to Apple Pod, wherever you listen to podcasts, continue to keep streaming us. Our numbers are going through the roof right now. And we want to say thank y'all for tapping in. Of course, we're going to keep supplying the content. But you know, we got to give you the quick NBA scores from last night's game. Of course, the Phoenix Suns defeated the Golden State Warriors last night, 115 to 111. Devin Booker was the leading scorer last night with 37 points, eight rebounds. But peep this, E. He had 11 assists last night. Of course, Clay Thompson led the way for the Golden State Warriors with 28 points, 5 rebounds, and also 5 assists. The Detroit Pistons defeated the Chicago Bulls yesterday, 131-108. Blake Griffin led the way with 28.6 rebounds and 5 assists. Larry Markkinen finished the game with 17.6 rebounds and also 2 assists. The Toronto Raptors, one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, defeated the Miami Heat, 125-104. Kyle Lowry had led the way with 24.7 rebounds and 10 assists. Bam Adebayo for the Miami Heat had 19.6 rebounds and 5 assists. The Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid's return yesterday defeated the Indiana Pacers 106-89. As we all know, Joel Embiid finished yesterday's game. 33 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. Bogdan Bogdanovich finished yesterday's game. 18 points, 5 rebounds, and also 2 assists. The Atlanta Hawks defeated the New Orleans Pelicans last night 128-116. Am I saying this right? Kevin Huter finished yesterday's game with 27 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Alfred Payton, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Triple-double. The Houston Rockets defeated the Dallas Mavericks 94-93. The Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the New York Knicks 103-92. And the San Antonio Spurs defeated the Milwaukee Bucks, the number one team in the East, 121-114. Giannis finished yesterday's game 27 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. And LaMarcus Aldridge led the way for the San Antonio Spurs with 29 points, 15 rebounds, and 2 assists. That is all the scores from the NBA games last night. Now the Golden State Warriors lost last night. To the Phoenix Suns, 115-111. Now, apparently during the game yesterday, Steve Kerr during the fourth quarter was rumored during a timeout to say that he's so f***ing tired of Draymond's shit. Now, apparently after Tuesday practice, Steve Kerr had this to say about the lip reading. Uh, that's private. What, I mean, did you say what seemed to indicate people no. believe you said? No, the lip readers were wrong. What I said was, uh, I beg to differ with Raymond's approach tonight. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you, E. Now, when I'm looking at the lip reading, I mean, it kind of looked like he said it, but then he kind of didn't. But, I mean, again, it's lip reading. He didn't have a microphone on, so we can't definitively say whether or not he said it or not. But now, of course, the Golden State Warriors lost last night, 115-111. Kevin Durant did roll his ankle last night. They are saying, the reports are saying that he is day-to-day -day right now. I think they're saying he'll probably be out Wednesday night. Um, but right now they're saying that the reports are that he is day to day. But now when we look at this Golden State Warriors team, and I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, the Warriors don't have it anymore. The Warriors are going to win a championship this season. And of course, when we look back at the losses basically coming back off of the All-Star break, the only bad loss that the Golden State Warriors have really suffered within the past 10 games has been to the Boston Celtics, a game in which I felt like they ultimately didn't flat out compete. But they beat the Denver Nuggets on Friday. They did lose to the Phoenix Suns on Sunday. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers last Saturday. They did lose to the Orlando Magic on the road. They lost one point. D-Wade hit a hell of a game winner 
the night before in Miami. They beat Charlotte on the road. They lost a tough one in Houston. So again, the Golden State Warriors have had some really tough games back to back. But right now, the Golden State Warriors don't have time for funk. We don't have time for Steve Kerr saying that he's tired of Draymond Green's shit. We don't have time for Kevin Durant rolling his ankle. We don't have time for the Oracle fans to not be standing up. We're about to come on a crucial point of the NBA season because now teams are slowly but surely jockeying for position. Now, no matter what seed the Golden State Warriors get in the playoffs, it's not going to matter whether that is the one seed and or the two seed. Personally, we know when it can, if it comes down to it, we can beat the Denver Nuggets in a seven-game series. Their pace doesn't match our pace. They just personally don't match up well. But now these next four or five games are going to be crucial. Again, we don't know the status of Kevin Durant's injury. The game Wednesday night against Houston is going to be crucial. Kevin Durant probably will be out that one. And then Saturday's game at Oklahoma City, I'm probably going to bet Kevin Durant's going to be out for that one. And then you're going to have to turn right back around Monday and get back on the road and go to San Antonio and then turn right back around Tuesday and play the Minnesota Timberwolves. So basically, this next four games, all Western Conference opponents are very crucial. And then, you know, the next three against Indiana, Dallas, and Detroit. So we kind of got some duds the next two in Detroit. But these next four games are going to be crucial for us to, one, get our mojo back, and number two, to somehow, some way to figure out how can we get off to better starts. Because I don't feel like the fact that we're not competing is the issue. I just think we have these lows when we play bad teams. We play down to our competition. Again, outside of the Boston Celtics game, that was the only game in which I didn't feel like the champs really just showed up to compete. And it was, I think, a game in Portland, I think, right before All-Star break, in which they didn't compete as well. But otherwise, I felt like in every single game that the Warriors have been in, even the games that they lost, against again, against Miami, I'm going to say that they, they competed. But prior to that, you know, in the month of January, they were on a, a seven, eight game win streak. So again, the Golden State Warriors right now hit a little turbulence. And this always happens at this point of the season because we hit that point where the bad teams basically are, are kind of jockeying for the lottery. And let's be clear, that was the Phoenix Suns' first win. And let's be clear, that was the Phoenix Suns' first win in 12 games. That was the first time the Golden State Warriors lost to this team in 19 games. Let's relax. It's just a regular season. Now, of course, keeping with the Western Conference, sliding 350 miles down south, the Los Angeles Lakers, as we all know, have had a disastrous season. LeBron's first season in L.A. has been disastrous, but will be one that we will all remember. And, of course, it didn't get any better. Of course, news coming out Saturday that Brandon Ingram has been diagnosed with a deep venesis thrombrosis in his arm and is out for the remaining of the season. I guess they're saying that that has something to do with blood clots. So, of course, at that point, it becomes deeper than basketball. It becomes deeper than you being traded for Anthony Davis. This is talking about life and death here. So, again, we want to send our well wishes to Brandon Ingram. And, of course, we want him to get better. And, of course, it didn't make the news any better that they said that Lonzo Ball will ultimately be shut down. As I said, and as I reported on this show multiple times, that I felt like you know, once Lonzo Ball got his injury, and then, of course, with his name being involved in the trade rumors for Anthony Davis, I personally felt like big baller in the camp. Had to make some executive decisions. And as I said, we look back on this season, it has been a disastrous season. Injury after injury. LeBron on every other TV show other than the Lakers. The fact that Luke Walton has shown his inability to not coach. The fact that Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, I believe, have no idea what they're doing. And I've been selling wolf tickets. And oh, by the way, Jeannie Buss is sitting at the top as pretty as she is. And has no idea what direction the Los Angeles Lakers is going in. We have a mess right now in L.A. And as it's looking right now, Steve Ballmer, Jerry West, Doc Rivers, the Los Angeles Clippers, 
are actually looking like a better franchise than the Los Angeles Lakers. And I was telling somebody the other day, I was saying that me personally, hindsight 2020, LeBron should have really just signed with the Clippers. Like if he wanted to do what he wanted to do, if he wanted to be on Million Dollar Man in the shop TV show getting haircuts and, and he wanted the A&R albums, he could have really just went to the Clippers and done the same thing he's doing and we would have been totally okay with it because the Clippers probably would have still been relevant. Actually, the Clippers probably would have been better because he'd have had probably better players. He, at that point, he'd had Tobias Harris, Patrick Beverly. He'd have had veterans on his team, not a team full of young guys. And most importantly, he wouldn't have had the pressure of every night showing up to L.A., showing up to Staples Center, having to put on the purple and gold in front of fans that demand championships year in and year out. Again, you have the Brandon Ingram now situation. We're now, like I said, when we're dealing with blood clots and we're dealing with arms, we're dealing deeper than basketball here. We're dealing deeper than X and O's and we're dealing deeper than getting traded and is he good, is he not good? We're dealing with life and death and is basketball the best course of action for your life right now? Oh, and I can't forget, LeBron James has been put on a minute restriction. Cheese it snapped, so thin, so crispy, but we fear too snackable, which could be catastrophic for our cheese supply. Next slide. We are genuinely concerned we may run out of cheese. New cheese it snapped. Now on today's edition of the wrap up, Duke freshman forward Zion Williamson. I gotta say that right, E, because I've been saying Williams, and somebody told me that I said Zion Williams, and it's Zion Williamson. So freshman forward Zion Williamson, as we all know, back on February 20th, did explode through his shoot. Now speaking with ESPN. Over the course of the past couple of days, Mike Krzyzewski said that he believes that Zion will be back for the start of the ACC tournament on Thursday. Now, he says that he worked out this morning, but again, there was no contact. But today, that there will be contact, and hopefully, if he gets a good couple of days of practice where he can get some five-on-five, five, we'll see how that goes. But the way he looks right now, it's just a matter of getting him in game shape, ultimately getting him back in basketball shape, and then going forward. Now, should Zion Williamson come back at this point and play for the Duke? Blue Devils, again, they are entering the ACC tournament, basically, which determines their seed in NCAA play. But not only that, could potentially win them an ACC championship. He averaged 21 points and eight rebounds this season, and he was ultimately shooting 68% from the field before he got injured. But now when we look at this 19-year-old kid, and as I said, Zion Williamson, when he got injured back on February 20th against the North Carolina Tar Heels, I said that was his last game for the Duke Blue Devils. It was a freak accident, yes. Was it a freak accident? Yes. Do accidents like that happen? No. We haven't seen somebody 6'8", 270, 280 is what they're saying, explode through a basketball shoe in which he did. But now when we look at the big picture here, Zion Williamson is not coming back for the Duke Blue Devils. What is the point of him coming back playing for ACC championship or playing for a national championship for him to prove to NBA scouts that he has what it takes to compete? I've shown what I can do. I've shown against marquee teams what I'm capable of. Him playing in the NCAA tournament is only risking that injury. Again, we saw this situation happen with Joel Embiid. And he happened to go in the top three to the Philadelphia 76ers. And it just so happened to work out for him. And he didn't play in the Big 12 championship. And then he didn't play in the NCAA tournament. Ben Simmons didn't play in the NCAA tournament. That didn't change his draft status. Zion Williamson, whether or not he plays in the NCAA tournament, whether or not he plays in ACC championship tournament, it's totally up to him. But if I was Zion Williamson and I'm looking at the bigger picture, 
I got to think about my career. And the NCAA just ain't it. Of course, new episodes coming this week, new podcasts coming this week. Y'all definitely want to stay tuned for that. Continue to keep streaming us on all our platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud. Where else we at? Himalaya, Google Podcasts. We everywhere. But, hey, it's your boy. We out.